ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. Welcome back to Orange Nation. Paulie, Steve with you. Steve, our artist of the day is ready to be announced. It's Dave Matthews' birthday, so we're going to uh, celebrate his birthday with all Dave Matthews songs. This right. one crashing to be our first artist who's never had a top ten hit. Very good choice. Uh, I know Mikey Powell is a uh, is a music guy, and there's some some news uh, regarding Mikey. Uh, it was just announced by the university that uh, he will have his jersey retired March 11th inside the JMA Wireless Dome when uh, the SU men's lacrosse team takes on Johns Hopkins. So Gary Gates' jersey retired last year. Mike Powell going to the rafters this year as we uh, bring on our first guest uh, from one legend uh, to another, and uh, he needs no introduction. As we mentioned before the break, we are joined uh, by the legendary Sean McDonough, uh, who will be on the call tonight for TCU Georgia, the national title game. Uh, You can uh, catch the game right here on ESPN Radio coming up tonight. Sean, always great to catch up with you. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you guys? We are doing well. Um, So, yeah, go ahead, Paul. I I was going to ask you, Sean, do you ever just sit back, like, you're calling the national championship game tonight. Do you ever just sit back and think, like, wow, like this this is my job. I, this is what I get to do. <laughs> yes, every day, including today. You know, it's uh, really exciting. I think when I knew I wanted to do this at a very young age, you know, these are the kind of games you hope you, you have a chance to do every now and then. And you know, we've been very fortunate the last several years, our group, to have a chance to do the radio while uh, Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreit do the TV. So, Really excited to be here. Think it's going to be a great game. I uh, hope it's better than the weather. It's been a kind of a nasty, really gloomy, rainy morning here, but uh, hopefully the game will be terrific. Yeah, and and along those lines, I wanted to ask you, Sean. Do you think we're going to get a game tonight? Because this is this is not the matchup any of us expected, but it's you know TCU. They've been the story of the year in college football. You got Georgia uh, winning it a year ago, trying to go back to back. They're heavy favorites. We know that TCU keeps proving a lot of people wrong. Do you think we're in for a good game tonight? Yeah, I really do. You know, I think TCU is legit. You know, I think they've proven it over and over and over again, including in the semifinal against Michigan. And Georgia's been a little vulnerable here, you know, lately. The last two games uh, they played, they gave up 30 points to LSU in the SEC championship game and then 41 to Ohio State. And as you guys know, you know, they had to hang on and uh, dodge that last second field goal try by the Buckeyes that would have won the game for them. So I think, uh, I think Georgia should be the considerable favorite as they are, but I think and I've been saying this a lot, people who underestimate TCU do so at their own peril, and I don't know how many times they have to prove that, but it's quite possible they could do it again tonight. You know, you look at uh, Georgia's quarterback and, and Stetson Bennett, and you know he's a guy that, that has a chance to, to win back-to-back titles. Do you think he's got a future in the NFL, or is this, uh, this kind of the end of the line of, of his career? I think he does. You know, I don't know if it would be as a starting quarterback. I asked Todd McShay that question, you know, our draft expert, earlier in the year when we had a Georgia game. And, you know, he thinks he'll have a chance to make a team. But, you know, I think the question about him, you know, is his height. You know, they list him at 5'11". He might not even be quite that. But, you know, we've seen in recent years there are a lot of quarterbacks who are right around six feet tall who have been successful in the NFL. You know, I I think the trend is uh, away from you, that you have to be 6'4", 6'5", to play that position in the league. And to me, he's answered questions about arm strength as well. I mean, I think that's what doomed Jake Fromm, you know, the Georgia quarterback a few years ago, 
uh, who didn't really make it in the NFL uh, just because I don't think he had enough velocity on the ball. But I think Stetson Bennett does. So, you know, it's one of the interesting things about the matchup tonight. You know, these are very similar uh, quarterbacks, and Max Duggan is declared for the draft after, you know, this game as well. So uh, they are two guys who really drive their team with their competitive fire and intensity and their, you know, dual threat ability. So, uh, they're a big part of the story. You know, they both have really compelling backstories. I mean, Max, as we know, wasn't even the quarterback at the beginning of the year. And, you know, Stetson Bennett came there as a walk-on a few years ago and now has a chance to leave as the back-to-back national champion. I know you get a chance to talk to both coaches as you get ready for this game. And uh, on the TCU side of things with Sonny Dykes, I mean, what is his approach to this one? He knows that he's, you know, a, a heavy underdog. He's shown throughout the year that he's he's not afraid to to take chances, take gambles and risks uh, during a game. Do you think TCU's heading into this one? Are they relatively loose and, you know, feel like they don't have much to lose? Or or, or do you get the sense that they may try to shorten the game a little bit and uh, and play a little bit more conservatively tonight given the fact that Georgia's so good? No, I think they'll play the way they have. And as a matter of fact, I think they'll probably play even at a faster tempo because I think one of the keys to dealing with that talented Georgia team is to not let them substitute and try to wear them out. And that's definitely a part of their plan. I think there's great belief in this TCU team. You know, they've been trying to prove it to everybody all season long, and they just keep doing it. And, you know, Sonny said uh, earlier this week that, if they don't win this game, the season will be a disappointment. I mean, to go through all of this to get here and then not win it would really be a huge disappointment. So, you know, I think it would help their chances if Kendra Miller, their excellent running back, could play tonight. I don't think he's going to from all the speculation that you hear. He said yesterday he was 50-50, but from what we understand, his knee is still you know not very stable. So, uh, one of the problems for them then to me becomes uh, lack of depth at running back. You know, they have had one carry in the last five games from a running back other than Miller and Amari DiMercato, who will get the bulk of the carries today if uh, Miller can't play. So, yeah, I just wonder about depth behind him because they really don't have anybody else. If George is able to get this thing done tonight, uh, you know, they'd be the first repeat champion in, in about a decade when Alabama did it. And, and with the expansion of of you know the college football playoff coming uh, in the not too distant future, what would be the significance in your mind, Sean, for this team to go back to back? And and I would assume it will be it will be more difficult for teams to go back to back, especially when you start expanding the playoff. Yeah, I think you're right. No, I think it'd be a remarkable accomplishment. You know, I was listening to ESPN this morning, and they were debating on one of the shows. You know, if Georgia wins tonight, have they kind of replaced Alabama as the number one program in college football. And in my opinion, you know, they will have, uh, given what they've done. You know, they've won 28 games the last two seasons. If they win the 29th tonight, you know, that would match the most in a two-year span ever in the history of college football. That's only been done three times, and two of those are back in the 1800s. And the only recent one was Clemson in 2018 and 2019. So, you know, what they're doing is remarkable. You know, it's a product of great recruiting, obviously, and I think outstanding coaching. And, you know, it would be the first time in, the, in more than 10 years that a team has repeated. So I think they clearly vaulted number one program in college football. You know, with Syracuse uh, gaining rapidly, obviously, <laughs> but uh, number one in college football. Well, you know, you bring up Syracuse. I'm going to use the Syracuse example here to ask you about a big picture item here. And, and you look at, at what's happening with the portal and NIL. And, and, you know, Syracuse, for instance, they had a really good defense this year, as you know. 
Tony White ends up uh, going to uh, to Nebraska, their defensive coordinator, and then two of their top starters who were set to come back and they still have eligibility left, Jihad Carter, Deuce Chestnut, they hit the portal. One's going to Ohio State, one's going to LSU. How do you, and I'm just using Syracuse as an example, how do you feel about the portal and the fact that as soon as the season ends, it very much feels like, you know, it's college football free agency? Well, that's what it is. You know, I don't love it, obviously, but hey, it's it's good for the players if they want to go someplace else. You know, a lot of them are uh, making a lot of money to go do it. You know, these schools are basically poaching uh, players from other schools. And, you know, it's kind of distasteful in a lot of ways, but it's the reality. I know there are a lot of coaches that are really upset about it because uh, some of it's really kind of dirty, but it is the reality. So, you know, I think schools need to figure out in their own individual situations what's the best way to deal with that. And, uh, you know, it's depressing when it happens, but it's we better get used to it because it's going to keep happening. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and I guess last one for you as we get you out of here, you know, Paulie and I started the show talking SU basketball, and, you know, they had a missed opportunity this weekend on the road at, at Virginia. Just your, your thoughts on, on Cuse basketball as they, you know, missed out on the tournament last year, and they're, uh, you know, very much uh, trying to grind their way to a tournament appearance this year. Well, you know, I've seen them play a few times in person. I went to the uh, games in Brooklyn when they played on back-to-back nights, and then we were up there for the Georgetown game uh, when Coach and Pearl went into the Ring of Honor. And, you know, I, I think they're more talented than last year. You know, they're certainly way more athletic. You know, to me, the lack of consistent outside shooting uh, is a problem. But, um, you know, I, I keep thinking that They'll get better as the season goes along, as you know the roles develop and as they learn how to play together. But um, you know, obviously, right now uh, they need to do some work if they're going to get back in the tournament. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, all right, Sean, always a pleasure catching up with you. Thanks so much for coming on. Have a great call tonight on the national championship, and hopefully, we'll be able to talk again soon. I hope so. Thank you, guys. Should be a really fun game tonight. Thanks for having me on. All right, of course. Uh, Thanks for coming on. Uh, We look forward to it as well. Sean McDonough on the call tonight right here on ESPN Radio as TCU gets uh, set to take on Georgia for the national championship. And with that, we'll, uh, we'll take a time out. We've got our SOS house call coming up next with Dr. Todd Battaglia. You're listening to Orange Nation on ESPN Radio.